Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with a returning guest. It's actually, I think, your third time on our show. It's an f- old friend of mine, Fermin Martinez, and there's a possibility we'll have my co-host, Brandon McCullough, joining us. But how are you doing, Fermin? I'm doing really well. Thank you for introducing me. Yeah, this is my third time here. Yeah, I'm excited. I know it's been like, I feel like about a year since we've had you on. So my bad for that, but I'm really excited to have you back on the show. And one reason being is you're much more of a gamer than half of my co-hosts and I combined. Uh, you have a lot going on. Uh, you've been playing some of the bigger, uh, names out there, including Death Stranding. So I kind of want to pick your brain and hear about what you've been doing yes. lately, uh, as far as video games are concerned. But before we do that, is there anything you want to talk about? Like, outside of the scope of video games like any life updates or anything interesting there life updates uh interesting there no not really i've been, i just moved into a new place with my cat my cat's name is netflix oh so netflix nice. and I love I, it. <laughs> yeah netflix is fantastic and netflix and i've been hanging out and, and really loving the new place but you know that's that's a big thing in my life that's cool well of games. as far as your gaming goes are you primarily a ps4 guy a pc or xbox you know, I am uh, primarily a PS4 guy. Uh, the, in the last generation, in the 360 PS3 days, I was on I was on all the consoles. Nintendo, I was on the GameCube and the Wii and the 360 and the PS3. But uh, this generation, I've been I've been fully into the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. Me too. And also, I forgot to mention Nintendo. The Switch is absolutely insane. Do you own a Switch by chance? No, I came. I came within a hair of buying it on uh, this past uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, but instead yeah. I opted for a new TV because I, I needed the new TV. And without the TV, what's the what good is the gaming? Fair enough. Absolutely, that's a good decision there. Uh, but one day, if you get a Switch, you'll be very happy. It's a fantastic uh, console. I it, I remember not being uh, a huge advocate for it, and here I am uh, years later after owning it. It's it's just fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited. But as for the games you've been playing on the PS4, I mentioned Death Stranding. I, I'm really interested to hear more about that because it's been very polarizing. Uh, a lot of reviews I've heard are that it takes many hours for like things to really start get moving. Is that something that you experienced yourself? Um, I I have experienced that. I think I think is a criticism that it takes many hours for the game to get rolling is fair. I'm going to say that I thought the game was a masterpiece. I thought it was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved every second about it. Um, that being said, the, the opening hours of the game, the first two hours, there's some gameplay interspersed, but it's, it's a lot of cinematic and setup. And, and the game is divided by chapters. And some chapters fly by faster than others. Some chapters are essentially just a cinematic. But um, the gameplay doesn't really enter in full until the third chapter of the game. And I would say that could be anywhere from two to, to three, four hours, depending on how you play. Okay, yeah, people were exaggerating that to like, oh, 10, 20 hours of gameplay before I really was enjoying it, which, yeah, like I said, probably just exaggeration. Well, I guess, I guess... 10 to 12 hours, so it, it, they are a bit of an exaggeration, because the game does open up, and, and the gameplay makes it reveal itself in full, uh, you know, two, three hours into the game. 
However, 12 hours, I'm sure you've heard the criticism that it's a walking simulator. Yeah, right? and like a fetch quest, I feel like everyone says, oh, a you're fetch just quest a delivery simulator, boy. Right? And I think those criticisms are unfair for several reasons, but I will say that 12 hours into the game, story-wise and content-wise, there are several very dramatic and large shifts that will change the way you sort of think of the gameplay, and the gameplay, anyone who says that it's purely a walking simulator and, and fetch quest simulator has not seen the full potential of the Death Stranding. Gotcha. I will also add, though, uh, returning to um, discussion about whether it's just a walking simulator or just a fetch, it, um, you know, the, without giving away spoilers, the game is about you playing as a sort of delivery man in this post-apocalyptic setting. Um, and that is the case, but what Kojima does is he takes a lot of classic video game conventions, the the open world that Ubisoft has uh, perfected and then drowned us in, <laughs> and yes. um, and the quest, the whole idea of the quest system of going somewhere, accomplishing a task, and then coming back for the reward. Um, I don't, I I think, I I, I think um, what Kojima has done has distilled all those gameplay elements and really found a new and unique perspective on it. Uh, without giving too much away, there are a lot of gameplay elements such as uh, building and um, a sort of crafting mechanic. Uh, there's highway building and um, there, there does open up a pretty robust combat system as well. I think... Um, Man, it's it's hard to talk about this game without spoilers because as of you know course. it's just shrouded in mystery. That's the right? hardest part about it. Um oh, but before we continue, yes, I do want to mention sure. that our co-host Brendan McCullough is gonna join us. So how's it going, Bren? Oh, you know, LA. Not much. Got food poisoning from chicken parmesan fries. The usual. He's back, baby. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Gastrointestinal no, problems and all. But before we continue to derail with how you're doing, Brent, we were mid-discussion about Death Stranding, so I want Ooh. for me to kind of pick up where we left off. He was explaining how uh, the the walking simulator complaints, or delivery and fetch quest uh, complaints are not very valid from his experience. Well, well, Brent, have you had a chance to, to check out the game yet? Uh, I've seen a bit of it. I don't have a PS4, but my roommate does, so I might borrow his. Um, but yeah, I've heard kind of a mixed bag of people's opinions on it. It doesn't, it's interesting because it doesn't seem to be as universally endorsed as a lot of other Kojima games, mostly the Metal Gear games. Um, but I do see people like enjoying it, so. Yeah, I was saying that, um, that I did enjoy it and, and I was offering a defense of, of some of his criticisms, but I would also, um, want to say that it's definitely not a game for everybody. And that could be, and that's for, for many reasons. And, and I don't want to single out a group of players. Like, if you like this kind of game, could you, you know, this game may not be for you or this game would be for you. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think the closest thing I can compare this game to is Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, oh, hell yeah. That's what, that's what it evokes to me, the same sort of feeling. And you remember oh, the feel of, yeah, you remember the feel of, uh, crossing, you know, those landscapes and then of like, holding on to the fur of the colossi, you know, yes. that's, that's the feeling similar to that is what I, I, um, I, I, I get from Death Stranding. And, um, wow. I, I, I totally understand why someone may not like the game. 
I, I, I think, you know, some people say that the game is just complete junk. We'd be wrong. Mm-hmm objectively in, in some way that I feel like there, I feel like there's there's undeniable quality and 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 Kojima is an artist at the top of his game with Death Stranding you know he's he's Kojima unleashed yeah so right. um but I could understand why other people wouldn't like it I mean it it's it's definitely you know I couldn't say why people wouldn't like Kojima period he's he's got a flair that's pretty dramatic to say the least mm-hmm. well it's funny you bring up shadow of the colossus because i remember even in college introducing some people to that game and they just didn't have the patience for it and yeah. couldn't beat some of the bosses so they're like this game sucks and i'm like no <laughs> it's it's actually incredible if you actually can pull off the feet that they're this challenge they're laying before you and that and that's a big that's a big thing for me you know you know it's okay to not like something but but you know they're they're it's like if I said that I didn't like The Godfather, that'd be one thing. But if I said The Godfather was a terrible movie, you'd be objectively wrong, right? Right. I mean, yeah. you, you're entitled to your opinion, but there, but you also have to have a respect for 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 the art. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, people often compare Kojima to like the Tarantino of video games, where it's like it's definitely not for everybody. But Definitely you can't not. deny he like has studied the craft and has put in the effort and hours and knows what he's doing. It might not be what you agree with, but he like <laughs> he's doing it consciously. It's not like this just happens. Like he mm-hmm. made that decision. So Is it very like psychedelic? Are there any like mind fuck moments? I kinda would expect that, but I'm not sure if there are any. Um, there are definitely some some mind blowing twists. Um, and then some hey, games that Kojima plays. It's Kojima. I mean, it, it, yep. it's yeah. his trademark thing. He definitely, there, so it, you know, it's Metal Gear. Is, is Hideo Kojima's name is synonymous with it. And, and the people were, people were really rightfully mourning the loss of the Metal Gear series with, with his departure from, uh, Konami. Mm-hmm. But when you play Death Stranding, um, it doesn't feel it isn't it isn't a Metal Gear Redux. It's definitely something unique, but you can feel that this was made by the same mind. You know, you can feel like the the grandfatherness that is the Metal Gear series in this. You know, you can see you can see the ideas that that were floating in in Kojima's head during Metal Gear Solid Five or during the making of PT or. Um, you can see, you know, the strands, uh, for lack of a better word, in Death Stranding. Gotcha. Right. I guess the most important question I have is, do you get to kiss Mads Mikkelsen? <laughs> <laughs> there are some surprise, intimate moments between some surprising uh-huh. characters, I will say. No Ooh. spoilers given, but there is, a, there, is a, there is a surprisingly uncomfortable shower scene. To look out for. <laughs> something to look forward to. Yes, enjoy that, please. There we go. <laughs> um, but since this is a video game podcast, let's also go round table with uh what we've been playing. Bren, what have you been playing? Have you got a chance to play many anything new? Surprisingly, yes. Oh, uh, for once, I finished the campaign or story mode of Hyrule Warriors, so it didn't go on much longer after where I was. Just a few more levels, but it did wrap up. And it's like, cool, I'm done that, but there's still, like, ten characters I can unlock, so I'm like, there's clearly more stuff. They're like, cool, now do it all again, but, like, on insane mode, or, you know, the next level of difficulty. And it's like, now do it again, but do these weird challenges on, like, these different maps, like, every map's got a new little challenge. And I was like, alright, what are these other game modes? And they're like, oh, 
here's like a Zelda, like the old school Zelda on the SNES. Here's that map. Now go through every square on here and do like mini battles with like specific goals. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm like, so shocked that there's that much content. That's There's nuts. so much. Like granted, it's like pretty repetitive where it's like, here's the same map you played on before, but now it's like an eighth of the size. Like it's just the one region of the map. And it's like, and in this small area, do these specific tasks. Like, kill this guy, don't kill that guy, then kill this other guy. So it's just these little specific goals. So, granted, it's all the same stuff I've seen before. It's nothing really new. It's just presented in a new way. But, like, it's still new content. There's still, like, ten more characters I haven't even unlocked yet. And I beat the game, effectively. Wild. So... This is the this is what I was expecting from an uh, Omega Force like Dynasty Warriors game. Like this is what I expected. I wanted a game I can play for a long time that isn't just online multiplayer games like matches. And this is definitely going to kill some time on like the airplanes like when I'm traveling for the holidays. So that's good. Uh, but I put that down for a while because I took a br- uh, I beat it, so I'm taking a break. Uh, then I bought Forager for the Switch, which is like a small little indie game. The title basically explains it. You're this little uh, guy on an island, and you just forage for supplies. It's a resource management crafting game. Uh, You cut down a tree, you get wood. You break up a rock, you get stone. You craft those together, you get a furnace. And then you unlock more and more stuff from there on. And you just buy islands that you build bridges between and just expand outward. And I've heard the best descriptions of it, for better or for worse, is it's just a more in-depth mobile game where there's like those resource gathering like you know you open up the mobile game you click your resources you buy a new product you come back to it in three hours when everything refreshed oh yep it's basically that but as like more in depth and it's really good for the switch it's very good because the switch is mobile uh, mobile um so that's also going to be another like a time killer for the plane i probably played like maybe like 10 hours of it the first like two days i bought it so I can't play it at home. It wastes too much time at home. <laughs> it has to be when I'm out and about, like, and I gotta kill time. Um, it's fun. It's cute. It's like 20 bucks. It's what I expect it to be. One big complaint I have, though, is once you start uh, getting enough resources to build stuff, like a furnace and an anvil and a you know, water wheel and a windmill, you place them on the islands and, you know, like anything like Minecraft or anything, you would start building like a little town area and then you'd go out, gather resources and come back to your home base, essentially. You can't stop resources from growing in a square or like in an area. So even when I have all my buildings around, there's still going to be a tree that'll sprout up between two buildings if I didn't build them close enough together. That'll like drive my- me crazy. My home base island is still, like, I'll walk away, I'll gather a bunch of resources, I'll come back. Half of what I cut down has just sprouted back up again. And, like, it constantly replenishes with either, like, enemies or, you know, trees or stones or whatever. But there's always stuff, and I just don't have a clean area to work in. And that does really bother me. Like, I wish wish there was a way to just, like, salt the ground so nothing spawns. (laughs) And they're just, like, just kill whatever. Driving me crazy just listening to it. Just this one area. Um, I can say it's all like, they're all islands and it's all floating. So if I wanted to, I can just build like a man-made island out of bridges, like a three by three square of bridges or whatever. And nothing grows on that. So I can do that if I want, but every big open area of ocean can, you can unlock an island to fill that area. So eventually that man-made area is going to get destroyed by an island I unlock there eventually. So it's like. It is kind of irritating in that sense, but 
like I said, it's 20 bucks. It's a resource gathering, crafting thing. Like, you know what you're getting uh, just by looking at it. So, like, if it's up your alley, if you just want a cutesy, you know, dumbed-down version of Minecraft, I guess. Right. Forager's great. It's fun for that. Um, And also, yesterday, because I got food poisoning, I got out of work. And also the final expansion for Shovel Knight came out. King of Cards. I heard about that, yeah. And we talked about this before, Doug, because it looks, the card game, and it kind of looks like Tetramaster from Final Fantasy IX. So I was playing, I probably got like another eight hours in that because, hey, I was sick. I had an excuse, and I just played that all day yesterday. And fun. Once again, another great expansion for Shovel Knight. You play as King Knight. Uh, Downside is it's a platformer, and King Knight's primary attack is a shoulder bash where he charges the enemy. So... Your primary attack involves movement, and you have very these very small platforms to be precise on. So it gets real challenging real quick, of like attacking an enemy and not just throwing yourself off a cliff and dying instantly. Um, as for the card game, it's a major element of the expansion, but it's not the sole thing. Like it's it's a driving force for them. But I mean, you would have to play it to beat the expansion. But there is a bunch of other stuff you can do if you don't like it. Um, it's very fun. I'm very bad at it though. So, um, it's not like Tetramaster like we thought. It's, uh, different map appears on, you know, different grids, like 3x3 or, like, 2x5 or something. It changes each time. And three gems appear, or a number of gems appear, and you have to try and capture the gems, but you can't place a card on top of it. So you'd have to put cards around it and push each other out of the way. So you can push an enemy onto the card, or the enemy can push you onto the card, or you can push them off. And it's various types of stuff like that. And, you know, the cards upgrade as you go, where if you push an enemy, that enemy card will then flip over and become your card, but then they can do it back to you. And all these other types of stuff. And it gets really intricate and really, like, strategy-heavy. And it's like chess, where it's like, if I make one move in the beginning wrong, I'm fucked. That whole map, that whole session's done. So it gets really tricky and, like, you have three cards at a time. You can see your opponent's three cards at a time. So you're like, you can see like, oh, he can only make, he can only push left and upwards with any of his cards. So if I get him from the right side, I can do, and you can get really in, like intense with it. And I'm just dumb and not good <laughs> at it. I can completely understand why this game got, de- like this expansion of it got delayed a few times. It's super in-depth and there's a ton of cards and there's a lot to it and there's a real strategy heavy, but like, Whew, it's it's tough. And uh, along with the expansion, there's Shovel Knight Showdown came with it, which is basically Shovel Knight Smash Brothers. You can do 4v4, or, you know, four-player co-op and fight each other as Shovel Knight characters, and it's like a platforming fighter like Smash Brothers, which sounds very fun, but can get tricky with so much chaos going on on screen. So Oh, totally. I can imagine that. Yeah. Oh, but, man, you have been playing some games. Holy shit. Yeah. And the Shovel Knight really expansion, cool. like all the other expansions, was free. So, oh hell yeah, Yacht Club Games is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I actually finished a game, and oh. oh my god, guess what it was? It was Life is Strange Two. I'm so oh. glad I'm this goddamn game. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. Listen, with this. though, like 
it just took forever. I, I remember like uh, last episode I was talking about, I'm cu- curious to see how it's going to wrap up and we're definitely going to do a spoiler cast. We are. I can so- only give this game like a six out of 10. I enjoyed moments <laughs> of it, but there was too many downsides to it. But overall, I do think it is a good game. Like, but there is uh, many problems with it. For instance, uh, I'll just kind of explain a little bit of episode five. You're reunited with your mother. I don't think that's really a big spoiler. You know she's out I, there. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, spoil. You know, going forward, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played. Well, that's what I'm, I'm going to try my best to avoid like real spoilers. But I'm just going to mention that you are going to Mexico with your brother. I've said like that's like this whole story is kind yeah. of like you know that you and your brother are on your way to Mexico because of some crime that happened that I won't elaborate on, and your brother has superpowers. The whole thing is you get down to like. Uh, I guess what Texas or you're on the getting to the border of Mexico and you are in the society of people off the grid with your mother. And the one thing that made me like the game more was that it tied the previous life is strange games into this. Like I'm in mm-hmm. fact, in a previous episode, there was a moment where uh, you come across a plaque where it was like, Oh, something Arcadia Bay or something. I'm like, Oh yeah. wow. That's cool. This time in episode five, you literally run into a character from Arcadia Bay. You run into David and I, that's all I'm really going to say, but David was the stepfather of Chloe. So there's like uh, photographs of Chloe and Max. So in this universe of life is strange too, it's the one where she uh. picked not necessarily. How do you know? Because I I watched the playthrough of it. I didn't actually buy this game, uh, but I saw the alternate like takes on what changes and what doesn't in this last episode. What the hell then? Because in mine, I I saw photographs and made me and I talked to him and he was like, yeah, I keep I'm in touch with them and stuff. So that that was just kind of interesting. Maybe that varies depending on how you play the game. If, if you don't uh, save Chloe at the end, it's a picture of uh, his. Uh, stepwife or his yeah his wife and chloe but it's back before she died really okay well that's the thing i don't i think i played life is strange on steam and not on playstation so it didn't have a save file for it to reference anyway so that's most likely what was going on there and it's like oh yeah they're they're still alive uh or chloe is anyway that's spoilers for life is strange one anyway uh the problem i had with this though is yeah, your mom's been out of your life this whole time. She randomly comes back in episode four, which I was like, that's bullshit. That would never happen. And so you have like this resentment toward your mom to be like, oh, why haven't you been in my life this whole time? By the end of episode five, she's like sending you off to the border being like, go do your thing. You have this option to like hug her. And it's like, did you like make amends with your mom? And do you like respect her even though she hasn't been in your life? And I... By the end of the game, I was like, yeah, I hugged her, I wrote her a letter, and did all this stuff, being like, you know what, I forgive her, and I want her to know that, like, I'm a loving son to her, even despite all the bullshit our family's been through. At the end of the game, when it reviews all your decisions and stuff, it's like, you did not get close with your mother. And I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck? And there were so many things like that, where, oh, like, the big drastic decisions, uh... It just was frustrating. Uh, the very end, I can't wait to do the spoiler cast because there, there's four different outcomes of the final yeah. thing. And I was just shocked at how mine turned out. I just, <laughs> it was an interesting game for sure. And they definitely pushed the whole pol- political agenda they were going for. But in all reality, it was, it was a decent message. So I, I just think it was a, an overall, a good game, but nothing, like I said, I could be like my favorite. Like it's definitely my least favorite of the Life is Strange franchise. That's for sure. Yeah. I would just say, like, because I know we talked about it before, and I, you and Mark can complain. The politics have been in the game. You can definitely find the politics in the first game. This one's just less subtle. 
Oh yeah, so, no, it's very just out in the open, which is fine. I they 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 can do whatever they want with their games. I just think it it just felt a little forced. I think it's just they used current politics to ratchet up the drama. Yes. So it's it's a lot more dramatic than the first one where it's just like a hometown, like a small town, shit happens to it. And like supernatural shit happens to it. Where this is a cross-country current events situation. I just find it ironic that how in my game, since it was like, oh, Chloe and Max are off doing their own thing. Technically... Max exists in the same universe as Daniel and and Sean, and Sean's like in a situation where he only wishes he could turn back time. And I'm like, God damn it, if only Max was there for you. But that's what I mean. It's cool that it kind of even leaves that door open for like, oh, if they are in the same universe, what if? And also the end of the game was very just open-ended. I don't know really what happened to my main character. So I'm expecting maybe graphic novel offshoots again of like, what's Sean doing? Another prequel. No Who knows? Oh, Lord. I actually don't want that for this one, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, but that might do it for the game discussion. Actually, no. I know I did want to ask for Mean. You also played a little bit of Red Dead 2. Is there anything going on there these days? Red Dead 2. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, this weekend they're coming out with a uh, a new free update. Um, I don't know how, I don't know if you've been keeping up with uh, Red Dead 2 online, but, um, I've been uh playing it since it launched and it launched a little bit after the um after the game itself came out. Yeah. Um and uh so when I started playing I quickly joined up and, and formed with a um we're we're essentially cowboy LARPers and uh we have uh you know characters and sort of storylines and um sometimes we even in our more embarrassing moments get into voices. Yeah, and uh that's awesome. No, yeah, we we have a great time with it and um and so we have this little bit of a role playing group and Red Dead online uh a couple months back it was their summer update. They came out with um with these roles which allow us to uh, you know further our, our role playing. It was a, it was a phenomenal update. The roles um uh finally gave players a chance to play as a bounty hunter in the online mode. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun, including uh, player versus player bounties, which, to be fair, aren't totally working, but they're there. Yeah. Um, the other two roles was a collector one, which uh, would, you know, highlight uh, treasure around the map for you and give you cer- certain pseudo quests to go find them. And um, a trader role, which um, expands uh, the whole hunting mechanics and gives players... Um, a real chance to make a lot of money. So, um, and that was all free and it was a blast and, uh, really a fun update. So this weekend, uh, tomorrow, actually, um, from, from the recording of this show, um, they're adding a new role. This one's going to be a blast. You guys are going to love this. If you haven't heard, um, Mm -hmm. moonshiners. Oh, no way. (laughs) Oh yes. Oh yes. And we're going to be able to open our own speakeasy. Uh, oh we'll, my be, God. Like, we'll be able to upgrade, get different, um, you know, brewing methods to upgrade the potency of our moonshine. Um, we'll be able to customize our speakeasy to a certain extent. Uh, I'm not really sure to what extent though. Right now we have campsites that are customizable with different scenes and, and accessories. So I imagine something similar. Um, but I do know that the speakeasy will come with an optional dance floor and band. 
that you can purchase <laughs> and hire so that when you have clients or friends come by, you guys can, I don't know, have your little uh, moonshine jig, you know? Trump That's so awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. wow, such a niche little, like, idea and update, but I feel like a lot of people are going to have a blast with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty gun-ho. I know um, the rest of my crew are pretty gun-ho, and, and it's um, it's a de- it's like an offshoot of the GTA Online community where we're large, but yet somehow still niche, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know GTA Online uh, kind of got a revival because that, I think Take Two is the parent company of Rockstar, and they put the death sentence to the modding tool for GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of servers got hit hard because they got rid of the modding tool for it. Mm-hmm. But I know, yeah, especially online and on Twitch and streaming stuff, it got a revitalized kind of because of the the RP servers, the role playing servers. Exactly. And I can only imagine it's even like more fun to do when it's like I'm role playing as someone living in LA. Like that's not fun. I live in LA. It's fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. But like. Being able to do like an old west and as a company, it's like oh, I'm sure you buy plenty of material there. You can make great characters and stuff. So I can imagine it's only doing better there. For yeah, sure. yeah. A lot of the people I play with are I. I come from you know from the television uh, industry, the TV industry, and I'm also a writer. And a lot of the people that uh, I play with that are in this group are also TV and writer people. So it's it's a bunch of creative minds getting together, and we're creating um. You know, like I said, storylines and RP role playing scenarios uh, with a really fun and creative crew of people. Uh, if you guys, if you guys were in Red Dead, if you guys were creating characters, um, do, what would you do? Do you have any idea what your Wild West name would be? Who? Yeah, wow, that one. is tough. I feel like we're playing. I was Walrus Brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God, that's hard to say. Cause like. Probably something akin to like Dead Eye, because I got a lazy eye that's basically useless. Dead so it's like Dead Eye in the bad sense. That's, a, that's that would be a cool name though. You call yourself <laughs> Dead Eye, that'd be a badass name. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's like a gunslinger. He's like a sharpshooter. It's like, no, he's like half blind. Like, you can sneak up on his right side and cold cock him. Well, the name would yeah. intimidate me at least. <laughs> the name. I think good. I'd call myself Quick Draw just because it'd be like I'm the first guy to. Pull the gun. <laughs> Quick draw. I'm very anxious. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, my role play. My high, my name is a. Uh, I'm high noon. Ooh, I like it. High noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. We're the Fulbright boys. Hell yeah, dude. No, that sounds like a blast. Um. But, alright, that all being said, that was our gaming discussion. I do have a quick game of game or no game I want to play with you guys, so let's see how you guys handle that. I'm really bad at this game. Let's do it. <laughs> Same. playing game or no game uh this is gonna be a pretty short one i only have a couple here for you guys but what do you think of a game called i will eat you (laughs) oh boy i mean there is getting more i feel the exact term one-sided multiplayer something it's it's like dead dead by daylight where it's like one v four players so i could definitely see that being one of those games where someone's playing a monster that's trying to eat the other four uh, I'm gonna say no. 
though. I'm going to say no also. I'm going to have to say no on that one. It's a game, and it's it just came out. I think like really recently. It's on Steam. Uh, just of look up. I will eat you on Steam. I'm gonna pull it up. It, I'll read the description. Actually, I will eat you. Run, hide, shout, and try to survive in the game. Full of fun and funny moments. Uh, play with random players or with friends. But whatever you do, do not enter the den of the beast. And yeah, it's basically this bear that's gonna eat you. I'm pretty sure. It sounds so, like you nailed it, Brent. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty much a game. Uh, it's an on the next one. What the fuck? Do you think there's a game called Ice Combat Slay Edition? Ooh, there's a lot of shitty Christmas games. That's entirely possible. The thing about this game is, I mean, just the idea. All these titles sound so <laughs> fake. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> like, that sounds, like, that could be, I can't even tell. Yeah, yeah, this one's, I got some even crazier ones in store for you guys, so you're just gonna think it's all bullshit. Like, they sound obviously bullshit, but if you've been on Steam, you know how many bullshit games there are. It's like, <laughs> read, ah, read me, it's... Read me this title again. Oh, sure. Uh, Ice Combat Slay Edition. Slay Edition. How is Slay spelled? Like, Ooh, oh, not like question. S-L-A-Y, like Slay, like Christmas theme. <laughs> all right, all right, I think it's real. I'm going to say it's real because it's December. Doug's getting thematic. Yeah. It's a no, and that's Shit. why wow. I that was oh super me. Oh, man, that's what I mean. It gives me faith that I can still come up with fake bullshit. All right, good. Uh, all right, on to the next one. Do you guys think there's a game called... Oh, I'll go with the Christmas theme. Do you think there's a game called Feel the Snow? Oh, boy. I want to say no, but I've been wrong so far, so I'm going to say yes. I'll follow his lead. Yes, yeah. It's a yes. All right, you guys there, got there that one. Go. And why? That's just such a strange title. But no, this one came out in 2016, so this is not a recent game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, oh, God, 2016 is it not recent. It's that actually, I know, that freaks me out. Uh, no, it actually looks kind of cute, though. The graphics are uh, reminiscent of Fez, maybe? I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but uh, look it up. Uh, feel oh, the snow. I've seen this. Yeah, this is like an isometric uh, kind of top-down, like, uh, survival oh, yeah. crafting game, kind of like what this is. Kind of what the Forager looks like, but isometric. Yeah, oh, I can see that. Yeah. Do you guys think there's a game called GTFO? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes there I, yeah, is. I feel like statistically, it's impossible for their game to not be called that. But no, that is definitely a survival game. Uh, that came out this year. Uh, it's definitely also it's available. I think it's early access on Steam. So. Oof, be be careful with that. Beware. Oh, hey, yeah. my light burnt out. I'm sitting in the dark now. <laughs> oh, no. It's a horror game. Maybe GTFO, that's GTFO, man. GTFO, Brandon, you gotta get out of there. I actually right. knew I knew about that game, so when I was like, oh, thank God. I, I, I heard <laughs> of that game. I was very That's relieved. a definite... Yes. All right, well then, uh, maybe, uh, let's say I got three more for you guys. Do you think there's a game called Neon Noodles Cyberpunk Kitchen Automation? <laughs> that's, yes. That's a lot. I'm going to go with no. Okay, I'm going to stick with yes. It's a yes. No, <laughs> when it's that much of a mouthful, even I don't think I could come up with that. But no, that yeah, that's, that's real and also a recent game. Uh, most of these I'm finding on Steam recently. I just pulled this game together last minute. But... Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> It looks interesting. Yeah, Neon Noodles Cyberpunk Kitchen Automation. Definitely a game. Uh, Last two for you, though. Do you think there's a game called 
the accommodable snowman. You're like you're trying to accommodate him, like he's mm. accommodable. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, we've had a streak of a lot of yeses. So I'm gonna go no. Ah, oh, your logic isn't failing. Uh that's a no. <laughs> yeah, and I, I at least got one right. All right, <laughs> or at least got one tonight. Uh, this is the last one. Do you guys think there's a game called Frog Detective Two: The Case of the Invisible Wizard? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe in that. I've I've seen this game. Yeah, yeah. and it looks cool, right? Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely a game. That's mm-hmm. like me being like, "Oh, do you think there's a game called Horizon Zero Dawn?" But no, <laughs> that's how we play game or no game. Real talk, though, this Neon Noodles doesn't look bad. I know, right? right? It's about, like, uh, you know, automation. So it's it's pretty much uh, overcooked, but you're pre-programming the robots to cook for you. But you have to Hell get yeah. all the, the chain of, like, commands in order of, like, do this, 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 hit play and see if they do it right. That's, have you ever heard of uh, Factorio? That. Oh, yeah, that is what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. If you like Factorio, but you want... With robots and overcooked. Uh Here you go. Neon noodles. Nice. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Let's maybe, uh, is there anything in the news real quick we want to throw out there? Uh, Since we were talking about Death Stranding, I just want to mention a rumor. That's really it. uh, That Hideo Kojima is in talks with Konami to work on a new Silent Hill. Like I I said. trust it. I I don't either. That rumor doesn't hold any weight. (laughs) They betrayed us before. I'm not. I'm not putting my. I wouldn't. I, yeah. No. Thank you. I'm not. I'm not doing this again. I've been in this relationship. Yeah. Right. Fool me once, shame on you. No one um, hold your breath on that. I would uh, believe that he could be working on a horror game, but I don't think he's going to come back to Silent Hill and Konami. No. Right. Yeah. I don't trust that. Uh, one game we talked about way back. Uh, finally getting a release date though, or kind of a release date. Skatebird. Fuck yeah. Skateboarding bird game. <laughs> oh no, it's coming out in December though next year, so I literally have yeah. a whole other year to wait. I'm so bummed about that. We were talking about it with Whitney the last episode. It sucks, but at least we got a date, so God, I just I like these birds on these little boards. It's Hell adorable. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I want to just throw in, uh animation wise, remember the whole Sonic redesign where they had to remake the whole character? No, like mm-hmm. we promise we're not gonna overwork the workers, we're not gonna do crunch time, we're not gonna no, make yeah. them work crazy hours and not get paid for and uh, ruin their lives. <laughs> they lied. Surprise. They ruined their lives because the company, the studio went under that did all that. Oh, like, Lord. Before, right before Christmas. So, um, wow. Don't, I don't, don't like trust that. anyone that says no crunch time because they're lying and they want your money and work. Uh, in typical brand fashion, we end on a bummer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's do some plugs and wrap this My one light's up. out. I'm sitting in the dark. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the, what I mean. Uh, for me, thanks for joining us on the podcast again. It's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug? Now is your opportunity. Oh, thank you. Yeah, was, thanks for having me on. I love being here. Um, yeah, uh, I would want to plug uh, my book. Uh, I wrote a book. It's called Oni. Uh, each copy is, is handmade, and it's a um, badass uh, story about uh, love, revenge, and murder in uh, Edo-era Japan. Uh, sorry, Sengoku era Japan, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's really good. 
Yeah, uh, so check it out. The website is www.nomidia.com, N-O-M-I-D-I-A. And uh, I recommend it to anybody. It's Christmas time. It's a very good book, and I would check it out. There you go. Good gift, too. Uh, Bren, how about you? You have another podcast, an anime podcast. Where can our listeners find that and you? Yeah, we watch anime, then discuss it, and then try to see if it's good for reoccurring weebs or newcomers to the media. Uh, it's called Are Weeb There Yet? And uh, you can find it anywhere online with that. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. Awesome. That's and, it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and listeners, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe at ABT Silence. We're findable on all the social medias and all that stuff. Uh, I always say it, but I'm trying to Twitch stream uh, twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. <laughs> Maybe uh, look for an email notification if we go live. And I have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com, all sorts of stuff there. Speaking of the holiday season, lots of vinyls and cassettes and shirts and shit you could buy as gifts for friends if they like that kind of emo, screamo, math rock kind of music that's uh, very popular these days. So but, uh, popular. Oh, well, in niche communities. <laughs> but thanks so much for tuning in. We will be back next week. See you guys. Later. See you.